Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Joining us right now, Joe Theismann. We love talking to this guy. Joe, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm good, guys. Thank you. And I have to say something. Of all the radio stations in America, of all the stations I do, one thing that is so cool and unique to you guys is there's a countdown uh, about 30 seconds before the break ends. Yep. And a little voice comes on, says 30 seconds to go, and then 10 seconds to go, and then 5 seconds to break, and then you guys, poof, appear. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's magic, man. It, it is, man. It's just, it's so nice. If you're on the phone, you know, waiting to talk and do interviews like I do, it's a nice thing to know that, okay, you're on deck. It's on the way. It's cool. Spoken like a true quarterback. The little yeah. details, man. Yeah, we call it the Theisman clock here at CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> so last night, another unbelievable performance from Deshaun Watson. Now, it's in a loss, but both these quarterbacks we have to talk about. But Watson is just, I mean, did you see this coming? He was going to be this good this quick? No, I think anybody that said that, um, you know, might not be necessarily telling you the truth. I had a feeling he'd be pretty good because, remember, you know, everybody talks about the pressure and the moment. He performed tremendously in two uh, national championship games. And, and in the, the second one they won, it was all about his ability to be able to do things. Um, I didn't necessarily think he'd be able to escape the way he has because of the speed that's on most of the defenses in the National Football League. But the way he's thrown the football, the decisions he's made with the football, his pure athleticism is amazing, and he's bigger than most people think. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't see it coming, but it sure is a treat to watch. He is this year's Dak Prescott. And we, saw, we saw amazing things from Dak last year, but Deshaun adds a different element to it because he has some wide receivers that Dak doesn't have. And so you combine it with his accuracy and his ability to move around and, you know, I thought that last night game was going to be exactly what it was. I didn't realize Kansas City would dominate or that, you know, unfortunately uh, the Texans were going to lose, you know, Merciless and, and J.J. And I, gosh, you know, the injuries yesterday were terrible. Odell and, and J.J. and Merciless and, you know, the entire receiving core of the Giants. But, no, to answer your question, didn't see it coming at this level. Did you see Alex Smith taking his game to another level? And not to say he just started playing – uh, this in this manner, he he's looked pretty good in the past as well since he went over to Kansas City. But he seems like a, a quarterback with a ton uh, more confidence, considering the, the explosive players he has around him. He does, and you know what's interesting? Go, go back two years ago when the Kansas City Chiefs offense did not have a wide receiver catch a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I say that, it's like I scratch my head. And I still can't believe it. And then last year in a league where Touchdown passes are falling out of the sky. I mean, you know what, Deshaun's got 10, 11. I don't know what, what the number is right now. 
um, but he's in double digits. Alex only threw 16 touchdown passes a year ago. I, I think it's I think it's the trust of Andy and the offense of, that he wants to run, and the addition of speed on the outside. And you know, Kelsey's just an incredible tight end, and, and another one that couldn't play the latter part of the game because of concussions. But yeah, Alex is playing um, a different game of football, and uh, you know, you see guys grow. It isn't a, you don't play this position and flip a switch and all of a sudden here I am. It's a process, and he's reached a point in the process where the mental, the physical, and the compliments around him all make a difference. Is that defense going to be good enough to take them through the postseason? I think as a team they're going to be good enough because, you know, Tariq runs another one back for a touchdown last night. I mean, you're going to start kicking away from him. You're not going to give him to touch the football. They've got tremendous speed. Their special teams are exceptional. Their offense right now has a tremendous amount of, of, of belief in what they can do. Hunt's just, you know, a lot quicker, a lot stronger than I think people thought he was. And then defensively, yeah, I, I think defensively they're going to be able to do the things that they need to do because, you know, you really have to look at the exceptional job that Deshaun did last night making plays. But other than making a few plays, buying some time, that defense played very, very solidly last night. Let's talk about uh, the New York Giants, San Diego Chargers, Phillip Rivers. I want to start there because watching that game yesterday, he missed a number of throws, but yet – he redeems himself, can take the, the team down the field, 12 plays, 70-some yards, and, and throw a touchdown pass. But he's been very inconsistent this season. Are you seeing what I'm seeing out of Rivers? Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, it, it, we all reach a point where it doesn't quite go the way your eyes and your mind want it to. Matter of fact, the pass that he hit Gordon with for the touchdown yesterday, they had the same pass that got batted down two series before that, I think. So, I mean, you know, Phillips still can function well, but, you know, having a wide-open receiver run down the middle of the football field and, and you basically overthrow it by that much, very uncharacteristic of him. You know, Ben's performance yesterday, Carson Palmer, Phillip Rivers, you know, I, I, if I could talk to Ben, Big Ben, I would simply say this. You made the decision to come back. You know, no, you haven't lost a thing. No, it's not all on you. Uh, there were some funky things that happened in the game. As a quarterback, you start to say, man, it's just turning on me. You have six days to get ready for the next game, and it's going to be a tough one against Kansas City. And I don't know if they're – you know, Pittsburgh struggled defensively for a long time. I don't know if they're going to be able to hold up on that side of the ball. But it, it isn't all just Ben. And he's got to – you know, yes, you're a, a trooper taking it on your shoulders, but the fact of the matter is this is the ultimate team game and the quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. Those are things that he has to understand. So get your head up, put your chin up, get your head out of your dopper, and be ready to go play some football. That's what I tell him. Gio and Jones with Joe Theismann across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, it did seem like a lot of it was him, though, yesterday, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, and, and especially at home. I mean, he was just – he was awful. Yeah, well, the, we're the we, – you know, same thing with Phillip. I mean, you know, it's just the ball was going places where you just don't expect it to go against these guys. You know, truthfully, I thought San Diego's corners, they were all around every pass he wanted to throw. I mean, that offense gave him very few options to be able to go someplace with the football. And, you know, I, I, 
And, and here's the, you know, I sent a tweet out yesterday. Is Jacksonville that good? I thought Jacksonville was going to be a playoff team a year ago. But you, you add Clays Campbell, and you look at some of the additions they've made in the secondary. Uh, and then Fournette, I mean, boy, when he took off on that gigantic run, man, that was, that was the 100 meter. That was Usain Bolt <laughs> in the 100 meter. That's all I saw was catch me now. No, you can't. Yeah, the old Usain Bolt before he got beat during his last race. Uh, Joe, Kevin Hogan took over for Deshaun Kaiser. Do you believe that's it for Kaiser, or will he get a chance to, to redeem himself? He's just been terrible in the red zone. I believe it's four interceptions in the red zone for the rookie quarterback out of your alma mater, Notre Dame. Or do you think Hogan is, is going to be the guy who can be the answer long term? I think, well, I don't know. Who knows where the answer is? Probably Kirk Cousins is the long term in Cleveland. Uh, Kirk Cousins could be the long term in, in San Francisco. Kirk Cousins could be the long term a lot. I hope he's the long term in Washington D.C. Um, that's the big thing for me. But I, I think Deshaun Kaiser came out of school a year early. He should have never come yeah. out. I said it in the beginning of the. I'm not saying it now. I said it in the beginning of the year. His big, the biggest problem or the big question marks that he had was decisions. I mean, it's just. This game, you can't run around and think you can make plays in this business. There are the rare few. There's the Michael Vick that was there. We see it with the Deshaun Watson today. Certainly Dak has that ability. But the list is very, very small. Of course, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I could watch him. You know, I watched him practice. I could watch him walk around, uh, play golf in a, with him out of the tournament in American Century, watch him hit a golf ball. Uh, but watch him perform the, the art of playing the quarterback position is just like poetry to me. I mean, it's like a it's like a great book watching it unfold. And, you know, what unfortunately the Cowboys have found out, that book doesn't end very well for them on quite a few occasions. But, yeah, I think, I think Deshaun's got to sit. And if something happens to Hogan, he gets hurt, Deshaun will go back and play. But they're still going to be shopping for a quarterback again, mm-hmm. which, is, which is unfortunate. I mean, there's – you just you, – it's all – the game is mental. People, you know, this is what gets me sometimes, guys, is they talk about people like Trent Dilfer. Well, he was a manager and won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson, a manager and won a Super Bowl. We're all managers. Alex Smith is a manager. Tom Brady's a manager. Peyton Manning was a manager. That's our job. Our job is to manage the game. You know, Deshaun has no idea what he's doing back there. He holds the ball too long. You know, if the guys aren't open, throw the ball away. That's why it's a team game. Let the defense go get the ball back for you. And, and I think Deshaun's going to have to grow and learn in this business. And it would probably be better for him and safer for him if he doesn't play for a while. Now, the Browns have passed on a lot of quarterbacks that have turned out to be pretty good. But I think probably the one that was the most egregious was Carson Wentz when they traded down from that pick, decided that he wasn't going to be the guy. So if Carson Wentz gets drafted by the Browns, is he this good in year two? No. Not at all. I, I think you have to. I think sometimes you have to look at the offense. You have to look at the plays that are being called. It's not all just about the player on the field. There's culpability for the play caller. You know, we've seen coordinators get fired three games into the season because of the production level. It's not what it should be. Sometimes it's conceptually. Sometimes it's the design of the plays. Um, you know, I, as great a job as Sean McVay has done with the Los Angeles Rams, 
and Je- uh, we see Jared Goff playing playing up to a potential level now that pretty impressive. They still struggle in the red zone. The Redskins struggled in the red zone offensively. You know, that's one area where Sean has to take it to another level as a coach, as a play caller. You've got to figure out how to get the ball in the end zone. You, know, you make five trips into the red zone, you get zipped out of it. Uh, you, you know, that's where, it's, that's where the whole thing is a dependency factor. Joe, I, I saw, uh, speaking of quarterback play, a, a pick that Jay Cutler threw yesterday, and I, I just sat there just in bewilderment. This guy, as long as he's played in this league and no one was around him and he's doing a whirly-durly, I don't know what was in his head, and just threw it right to the Tennessee Titan defender. And Why was there so much? I know Adam Gase had worked with him previously, but why do you think there was so much uh, – uh, the urge to go out and, and, and get Jay Cutler, considering his track record, especially what, since he's left, uh, left the Broncos. Two things. Familiarity with the offense, because he was coming in on such a short period of time, there wouldn't be a great amount of disruption, and they'd have the full playbook available. Secondly, we don't have any quarterbacks in this league. I mean, this, it, it's, it's a league that is very deficient at the quarterback position. It's, it's a league that isn't efficient, but it is deficient at the quarterback position. You know, when Jay Cutler decided to retire, part of his mind left the game, too. You don't, this, this is not a switch you turn off and on. You know, I've had many, many conversations with a lot of guys that are thinking about going back. Once you cross that threshold and, and it's over, it's hard to turn around and go back. I mean, it's, it, and, and he's physically able to go do it. But I think they just they, they bet on a guy who knew the system. You know why? You know why did he struggle in Chicago? I mean, Jay is Jay. Jay will Jay will make you scratch your head. You know he'll he'll throw a ball and you go wow. Then he'll throw another ball and you go holy wow. I mean it's you know how do you do that? Why do you do that? Those are all things that you know they'll struggle with. I mean Miami's a, they made the playoffs a year ago. Um, and you know they they finally scored some points, but you know it's simply because Jay knew the system. That's why he's there. Gio and Jones with Joe Theismann across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Cam Newton went from looking like he forgot how to play football last year in the early portion of this year to looking like the MVP that he was in in 2015 in just a couple of weeks. Uh, where does this resurgence come from? Well, I, I think, you know, he missed all the training, he, you know, with the, with the arm he had, the surgery, the time off. Uh, there's a rust factor. And, you know, you know, Cam has an incredible athletic skill. I mean, he is beastly. And I think they've incorporated, you know, you can't discount the addition of uh, Christian McCafferty and the versatility that is now added to that offense, the things they can do with him out of the backfield. They're still a tight end-based offense with big receivers down around the goal line, and Cam's a big guy. You know, that's if you take a look at receivers and quarterback, it's the biggest team in football, tallest team, and there are advantages to that. And you know, if he decides he wants to run a quarterback draw, and you spread the field, he's going to run over a defensive tackle, a defensive end, a linebacker, and safeties are, you know, in they should be getting hazard pay to try and tackle him. But I, I think. You know, now, now that he's reached this level again, um, I'm really curious to see this game coming up. 
from a consistency basis. And, you know, then we'll, we'll be able to see if Cam's really bad. I think he is, but we'll be able to see it for sure. What do you expect from Mitchell Trubisky tonight on Monday Night Football against the Vikings? I expect the Chicago Bears to run the football um, a lot. I think they'll put, I, you know, you're not, you're not going to stick him out there against this defense and expect him to go out and perform miracles. I, I mean, it was, it was time. It was coming. You have to go see what you've got. I mean, the, the Browns did it with Deshaun Kaiser because they didn't feel like they had an option. I think the Bears are in another situation where they gave up an awful lot for this young man who is going to have to learn how to play the position of quarterback on the fly. And the most important thing for him is that he stays healthy and he doesn't try and, try and do too much. I, you know, I talked about Deshaun being able to run away from people. Mitchell's not going to be able to do that kind of stuff. Are you they bo- will support him with the run. For sure. They have to. It's the only smart thing to do. Hey, are you believing in your fighting Irish this season? I am. I am. You know, Ian played pretty well. Brandon maybe will be back this week. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're two very young quarterbacks. You know, Brandon played five games. Ian played now two. Um, I do like the football team. I think defensively we're a whole lot better. I think we're a stronger unit overall. And I think Brian made some really good decisions. And he does a great job when guys come off the field and he teaches. And he has time to do that, having turned over the, the offenses to Chip and Mike, or the offense and the defense to Mike. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about where the Irish are going to go. USC is going to be a fun test coming up. Yeah. And, of course, North Carolina State's another one yep. that I think will be a fun test. Yeah, that, you have those two. Then you, got, you go to Miami and, and you go right, to Stanford. Miami, you know, the, the, end of the, the end of the season – is where we'll really find out where this Irish team is. You got anything to promote, Joe? I always feel bad. You come on, you give us like 20 <laughs> minutes, and then we're not promoting anything that you're doing. You got a Twitter account, obviously, Feisman7 on Twitter. Anything else? Now, you know what? The, the thing that only thing I would like to say is in recent weeks, in recent months, there's been a tremendous amount of charity, a tremendous amount of tragedy. The Las Vegas shootings and our, our hearts and prayers go out to those that have lost someone and those that are injured. And, and also the hurricanes in Puerto Rico and down in Houston, if everybody decides that they just want to help in some way, shape, or form, and look what J.J. Watt did. A $200,000 project turned into, what, $37 million. We as a nation have an opportunity to be able to help one another. And we as a nation have an opportunity to be able to do something for our fellow men and women. And, and that's, that's, that's what I want to promote. I want to promote us being who we are as Americans, and taking care of those that need us. That, to me, is is what's so important. You're a good man, Joe. You're a great man. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good catching up with you. Bye-bye. Joe, Joe Theismann. Look at that. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.